What is the best argument for Jesus' deity? We're going to be going over that today on the Good News for Jehovah's Witnesses podcast. Hey, welcome back to another episode of the Good News for Jehovah's Witnesses podcast. I am the host, Simon McEwen. And for this episode, I thought it would be a good idea uh, just to touch on the deity of Christ. Um, This is really a conversation that, you know, whenever you talk to a JW, it's always going to come up. They're going to, whether you bring it up or not, um, they're all, as soon as they find out you're a Christian, they always try to uh, show you that Jesus is not God, go over the Trinity and everything. And, They'll have a million questions about it, and you know you're not you're probably never going to get off that topic if they ever talk if they ever find out that you're a Christian and you believe in the Trinity. And it can be a little uh, it can it can be a little bit of a frustrating experience at times talking to them about the Trinity one because they don't they'll just go from one verse to another. They also have an incorrect view about the Trinity as well. Um, you know, for example, a question I'm a question that I'm often asked by Jehovah's Witnesses is, if Jesus is God, who is He praying to on the cross? Um, I think that's their, that must be their go-to uh, question or something because whenever I talk to them and the Trinity comes up, that's the first thing they always ask me. Um, but if they understood the Trinity, they would not be asking this question because the doctrine of the Trinity does not imply that Jesus is the Father. By definition, the Trinity has three distinct persons. Each person is divine, but there is only one God. So Jesus is God, but Jesus is not the Father. The Father is God, but the Father is not Jesus. And likewise, the Holy Spirit is God, but the Holy Spirit is not the Father or Jesus. So to answer their question, who was Jesus praying to on the cross? He was praying to the Father. And again, if they they understood the Trinity they wouldn't be asking this question. So the first problem is explaining what the Trinity is to them. Now, there are a ton of different arguments that you can go into when it comes to making a case for Jesus's deity. Um, there's just one that I'm going to go over today. I just want to, because I think it's a very good argument and I never get any pushback on it because it's something I've never heard of before. And you know, they really don't know what to do with it. Uh, most people go over John 1 1, and that's actually a mistake with JWs because one, they have that verse changed in their Bible. Uh, it says in their Bible that in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word, and the word was a God with a small g. So their leaders changed it in their own Bible. And so if you show them, uh, so if you show them anything from the ESV, the King James Bible, or anything, they're just going to say that our translations are incorrect, and their leaders got it right. So even if you know Greek, there's really no point on going over that with them, because regardless of what you say, they're just going to side with their own leaders on that part. Um, I mean, you can go over John 1-3 if you wanted to, and John 1-3, where it says that Jesus is the creator of all things, and nothing that came into existence came into existence apart from him. They didn't change that, so you could do that if you wanted to. But um, that's not the one that I usually bring up. My favorite argument is to bring up that 
God has been seen, but the Father has never been seen. So here's the problem. If God has been seen, but the Father has never been seen, this creates a problem for Jehovah's Witnesses because this isn't a pro- this isn't a problem for Trinitarians because we believe that God is three distinct persons, not just one person. One passage that shows us that the Father has never been seen is 1 Timothy 6, 15 and 16. Starting in verse 15, it says, He who is blessed and only sovereign, the King of kings and the Lord of lords, who alone possesses immortality and dwells in unapproachable light, which no man has seen nor can see. So this passage is showing us that the Father has never been seen. And John 640, Jesus says in John 646 that no man has seen the Father at any time but him. So again, the Father has never been seen. But here's the problem. God was seen in the Old Testament on a number of occasions. In the Old Testament, Moses saw God's backside in Exodus 33. And in, in Isaiah chapter 6, Isaiah saw God sitting upon his throne surrounded by angelic worshipers. So again, God has been seen, but the Father has never been seen. So here's the question for Jehovah's Witnesses. Who did they see in the Old Testament? Who did Isaiah see being worshipped on, on his throne? Whose backside did Moses see? And who did Adam and Eve see in the Garden of Eden? Remember, it wasn't the Father, because the Father has never been seen. It was Jesus. Jesus, before he became a man. That is who they saw. The creator that John tells us about in John 1.3. That's who people saw in the Old Testament. And again, whenever I bring this up, I usually never get an answer to this because this is something they've never heard of before. And I I believe it's a good seed to plant. There are other passages you can go over, but know that there are a lot of uh, passages that Christians use to prove the deity of Christ that the Watchtower tries to explain. They don't do a good job of it, but they'll try to explain other passages. Uh, this one, they don't even touch on it because... Really, I can't even think. I can't even think of any kind of argument to that they could possibly come up with. So, if there's just one argument to bring up, whether you're talking to a JW or um, anybody who claims to believe in the Bible but they don't believe in the deity of Christ, this is what I always go over, and it usually works out pretty well. Also, if you want to learn more about the deity of Christ, I think the best book that goes over this topic and also answers the objections that critics have about Jesus is called Putting Putting Jesus in His Place. The authors do a pretty good job of making the case, uh, making sense of all the difficult passages, and I haven't seen a better book on this subject. Um, again, that's Putting Jesus in His Place by Robert Bowman and Ed Komazinski. So that's a book that you should get if you're really look, thinking about uh, learning a bit more on this topic or if you have questions about it or anything. But that's going to be it for this episode. And don't forget to subscribe and also like us on Facebook as well. Appreciate your prayers and your support. We'll see you next time. You've been listening to the Good News for Jehovah's Witnesses podcast. To learn more about us, you can visit us online at goodnewsforjws.com. That's goodnewsforjws.com.